Okay, it's over. Oh, well, thanks for listening once again. (laughs) I meant the silence is over. Oh. Just intro us, please. Hello and welcome to Fuck Me Dead, the podcast that brings you the stories from Australia and its buddies that just make you say, fuck me. Dead. I could barely hear that last part. I said, fuck me. Dead. (laughs) I'm CJ. I'm Amanda. This is a podcast. This is a podcast. Episode 27. Episode 27. One for every year since 1993. One for every year you've been alive. (gasps) Spoilers. (laughs) Oh, did you want to keep your age a secret? Eh, whatever. I mean, is it so controversial that I'm older than you? No, but I'm sure people still think it is. It's kind of normal in my family by the sound, now that I've sat down and thought about it. Maybe leave this part in. Tell us your thoughts. Can the woman be older in the relationship? And if the consensus is no, well, then I guess... We're just going to continue dating anyway, but... Dating. Dating. We live together. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, does that mean you're going to kick me out if people don't approve? No, I've never really been one to... I wouldn't say my life is anything extraordinary or exciting, but I don't seem to go through the normal things in life the same way that everyone else does. What are you trying to say? I don't know, just like, as a kid, everyone has like the same fucking story, basically, where they'll grow up in the same house and they wouldn't school that one country, and I'm like, oh yeah, I traveled around and all this shit, got up and went to university, or like, this is how they did that, and like, I explained, I said, I was saying a story about what had happened to me the night prior once to a friend of mine, he's like, yeah, that does sound like something that would happen to you. <laughs> and like, it wasn't anything crazy, it was just like a night out story that ended up at someone's house, and he's just like, yeah, yeah, that's pretty you. I mean, in saying that, I wouldn't call my life normal either. Mm. I don't know. Maybe that says something about us more than anyone else. I don't know. Personally, if you had asked me before we got together whether I would go out with someone who was so much younger than me, I probably would have said no. But, like, I don't think about our age, really. No. Like, it doesn't bother me in any way. I think the only time it ever bothers me is when, like, you say in, like, 98 you were starting primary school and then I'm like, oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Because, spoiler alert, I was starting high school then. Uh (laughs) Apart from that, I don't really think about it. No, and I i mean, clearly my brother-in-law thinks you're about my age, so... Oh, yeah, he continually says, oh, you're in your 20s, and I'm like, no, I'm not. There you go. And I don't exactly look young with my bald head and my big-ass beard. Oh, God. Alcoholism and my cigarettes. Stop it. You don't smoke. No, I don't. I think this is the most personal beginning rambling we've had. It's 27 episodes. People want to know about us now. I doubt it. <laughs> Not all of the listeners we've decided are people we know. Yeah. Um. I just feel like there's too many big people we know. Which is a good thing. Which is a good thing. I'm we not didn't saying make the podcast thing. for our friends. That'd be. Yeah. I, I just sort of designed it for everyone to listen, obviously, because that's how they work. I don't know. I just sort of assumed that it was mostly people who we knew, but I've decided that it can't be. No. I don't think I know that many people. Mm. So thank you for listening, people who don't actually know us. And get more of your friends you. to listen to us. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. We're coming up on another <laughs> minor milestone for us. Yeah, which I mean, like, I guess for other podcasts, it would be considered minor. But for I'm us, sure a lot of you would be like, well, you've done this many episodes and you've only got that many plays. I know. <laughs> but, but Fuck them. <laughs> fuck them. Honestly, I'm still genuinely surprised that anyone listens to us. So if, I'm just, I'm grateful. Thank you. 
Especially if you've uh, stuck around and listened to more than one of us talking shit. So much shit. <laughs> I did not have enough copy for, copy, coffee for the rest of the episode. In New Guinea, they call it copy. K-O-P-I. You know what we haven't done in a long time, though? It's stories about shit. Have you got one tonight? No, I don't. But oh. I've just realized that we had like a, a good few weeks there where all we talked about was shit, basically. And we haven't had one in a long time. I should have called it the poop cast. <laughs> like, what's going on? Where are all the shit stories? I haven't seen any lately. Well, people can't go out to throw their shit at each other anymore. So That's true. Everyone's got to do their shit in the place they're meant to do it flinging before. shit around the house, man. <laughs> Well, I don't have to see their houses, so that's fine. Especially, well, we're getting locked down again in Victoria. Yeah. Victorians apparently just can't stop spreading coronavirus to each other. I just, like, I love the comments online about about this because it's all like, oh, those, like, the protests, like, this is the reason. And then you got, like, good old Dan who's saying, no, no, it's from people in their homes with their family, inviting family over and not taking precautions. Because they're like, my family won't get me sick. It's the strangers you got to worry about. I I get it, though. Like, you're more relaxed around your family. Yeah, you are. So, like, I, I get how that happens, but I just, like, it's just, it's infuriating to see, like, the people who continually try to blame other things because they don't want to accept that people are just idiots. Yeah. <laughs> I and mean. People blaming the Premier for it. I'm like, it's not his fault. Oh, you I, 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 I hate seeing that as well. He didn't go around and give coronavirus to you. Exactly. It's not his fault that you went and spread it. I like, like, I like what's his name? Daniel Andrews? Yeah. I like him. Yes, yeah, so I do I he find seems a politician like he that I cares. don't just fucking want to punch. Yeah, and I find it really weird that people are all like that he's like in China's pocket and like he's a dictator and all this stuff. And I'm like, no, he just kind of doesn't want you to die. Maybe you should just accept that. <laughs> it's like it's kind of a bit of like damned if you do, damned if you don't. If he had just opened everything up when people were demanding it, where would we be now? And then he'd still be getting the blame for it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. This whole thing is not normal. And I personally don't want to get sick and die. But like, I also think like, good on him for being straight away being like, well, you can't handle it. I'm locking you back down. Whereas other places are definitely, I think you'll find, will get spikes in cases and they're not going to be able to get shut down as easily. Yeah. Because they don't have a leader in charge who's just going to go, nope, Yeah, no, can't have it. This is the thing, though, like, I know a lot of people are, like, kind of desperate to get out of their houses, and I get it, it's been a long time, but I'm quite happy to, like, stay in quarantine or lockdown. You can either stay inside now, or you can be inside for Christmas, which I generally think is going to be what happens. Actually, it's funny yeah. we are getting locked down, because I got stuck talking to uh, my boss about it. I mentioned how I think we're going to spend Christmas in lockdown. He's just like, oh, you sure? I'm like, yeah, I think so. It's like, I'll hold you to it. A few days later, we're getting locked down again. <laughs> I don't think this is going to be like, like, this is going to take a while. We're going to be dealing with this, I reckon, for like the next two years, at least. Yeah, it's a bit annoying. But I mean, again, I'm the kind of person who's happy to stay inside anyway, so I don't really care. I had to go back into the office last week and I'm going back, like, I'm still staying in the office for as long as, like, for the foreseeable future, which I think is kind of ridiculous because when I think about it, they've let back over a hundred people from my office and... Every time I touch something that's like in a common area, I'm like, potentially, I could have just got sick. And how many times a day do I do that? Yeah. I think it's just asking for trouble. Well, you know who we know isn't sick? Who? Me. (laughs) Yes, uh, CJ had the COVID test, got his brain scrambled. It's not as bad as people say, but it was certainly worse than I was expecting. It's an odd sensation. I got both done. I think they just do that now. You get both the throat and the nostril. I hope I don't have to get tested. (laughs) Yeah, it's very quick. 
Like, your eyes water a bit when that goes up your nose. Came back negative eventually. I got it done just after midday on Monday. I got the results just before midday on Thursday. I mean, it's pretty a pretty quick turnaround for how many people are probably getting tested at the moment. Yeah, it was very busy actually when I went. I just did a drive through once. So I didn't have to get out. But majority of that time was spent just sitting in the car waiting in the line. So, yeah. I don't know, part of me is kind of like, cool, I'm kind of glad I went and did it. Just sort of, It's gone from like, the pandemic is happening around me to, oh, I was somewhat involved <laughs> in Except this you worldwide sick. event. No, I wasn't sick, thank Christ. But you know, I was just like, you hear about this stuff and you read about it. I'm like, I don't really know what it's like. So it was kind of cool to just go and experience it. Mm. You can add that to some sort of dark tourism thing if you want. Coronavirus testing. Oh, Hell God. Yeah. It also means I have to go again for whatever reason. It's like, yeah, whatever, just do it. I just hope they do the second, the other nostril this time because it really clears out your nose. Like... <laughs> It was good. I was like, wow, I don't think I've breathed so clearly through that nostril in forever. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then about a few hours later, I just started running like a bastard because I shoved a pipe cleaner up there and took out all my bits. <sighs> well, I'm glad that you had a good COVID experience. It was interesting. I was weirdly excited sitting in the queue. Okay, that would not be me. Yeah, I was like, why am I excited about this? I'm about to like <laughs> shove shit up my snout. But yeah, it was interesting. Okay, well, I guess after all of that rambling, should we actually start the episode? Probably should. Um, fittingly, though, I do have a story about coronavirus to a degree that I've been holding on okay. to since May. Okay. I think I mentioned it last week. So, we got that. Uh, not my first tale. I actually start out with my worst story and then go to the lighter-hearted ones. Okay. I kind of did the same thing, so. Okay. <laughs> my last one's really short. My last one's really short as well, but it's from NT News, so you know it's going to be a banger. Cool. All right. Well, I'll go first then and we can end on yours. Okay. Hey folks, CJ here. Excuse the audio quality change. Uh, just recording on my computer's headset mic. First story today involves the death of a six-month-old child, so I've decided to add a brief trigger warning here for those who may be affected. We also kind of discussed drug abuse towards the end of the story, so if you wish to skip all this, you can move forward in the audio to about 16 minutes and 50 seconds. Um, yeah, I will read the headline of this one first, actually. This is from the NZ Herald, but it's about an Australian story, and this is from February 2018, so a little while ago. Okay, taking a trip back in time. Most all my stories are from a little while ago, actually. Stepdad killed six-month-old after mistaking him for a spider. Hang on, wait, what? How do you do that? Come on. Dwayne Lindsay was charged with killing his girlfriend's six-month-old baby, which he claims he mistook for a spider on his chest. He told the court the baby rolled off his chest and hit its head against a heater after he jumped up from getting a fright. So according to him, he's lying on the couch asleep with the baby on his chest, and then he wakes up half awake, thinks it's a spider, and jumps up in a fright. I'm sorry, not even remotely the same size or weight, or even remotely looking the same in appearance, why on earth would he ever think it was a spider? I call bullshit. Yeah, I think it's a bit dodgy sounding as well. I call bullshit. I'm dodgy, sorry, this is ridiculous. Uh, he's, I'm not to judge people by their looks, but he's a dodgy looking dude. Okay, so like, okay, if he did think it's a spider, something else has to be involved. He denies intentionally killing the child and claims he let out a long dingo howl after realizing something was wrong. Yeah, I like, okay, so if he does think that it was a spider, there has to be something else, like maybe, you know, drugs. Maybe there's drugs. The baby, named Chase Deering, suffered severe traumatic brain and spinal cord injuries resulting in its death. Okay, come on. That's not just like quickly standing up. That's got to be some force. Kids are designed to be pretty resilient. So where was the mother, do you think? Was she also asleep? Uh, No. Chase's mother, Michelle, she was on a 24-hour shopping trip with friends and had left at 4am. Oh, was she going on one of those bus ones? I bet on one of them. Okay. Is that a thing people do for 24 hours? I mean, I'm not sure that they're like 24 hours, but I, I think I know the kind of trip you're talking about and mm. the, there's something else. I'll say that. 
<laughs> I don't know, where do people get the money to do that? Well, the whole thing about those trips is that they're usually to like factory outlets and stuff. So they're quite cheap. Okay. Yeah, like they go for forever and you usually do leave like really early in the morning. So I think I know the kind of trip that you're talking about. Okay. But... I was just like, is this a thing women do? I've been on one. It's a time. Doesn't sound appealing to me. But, you know, <laughs> whatever. I don't have shit tons of money to spend on shit anyway. If I did, maybe. But who knows? Uh, the prosecutor reports that Dwayne's version of events does not match with the medical reports. Oh, fancy that. I know. Which suggests the death was unlikely to have been an accident. That's what I'm saying. How the hell do you get, like, brain and spine injuries from just standing up? Like, no way. There's going to be some force there. I, I, yeah, like I just, a concussion I so or sus. something I can understand as you fall off, but... No. There's also an allegation that Dwayne later told a witness that he had struck and kicked the baby. That sounds more um, like it would match up. So this was reporting on an incident that was occurring at the time. Uh, the baby died in 2016. It okay. went to court in early 2018. So I did decide to look up to see what happened. What happened? Uh, so the incident occurred in 2016, as I mentioned, but the trial was early 2018 in September. And he was sentenced in March. But it didn't get revealed what happened until late 2018. Okay. So in late 2018, there's a ABC article I found, which we'll link to in the show notes. And it reports, quote, It can now be revealed a Melbourne man was jailed for 34 years last May for murdering his girlfriend's six-month-old baby in an ice-fueled act of total and unmitigated evil. I fucking called it. Yeah. So he looks like an ice addict. You know, I like how ice addicts all look the same because the drug fucks them up like that. Um, did, I, did I not say drugs? Yeah, straight away. You listen to too many murder podcasts. I, I, I was going to say, <laughs> I have listened to too many true crime podcasts to buy that bullshit. <laughs> yeah. uh, I read further in the article where they actually stated that the mother was just at a 24-hour Kmart, but she was there after 4am in the morning. Oh. So I don't know okay. what's going on there. Uh, and so maybe it wasn't a 24-hour trip, as I said. Sounds like He also says he, in that article, he they say that what he actually claimed was that the baby and him were asleep with the baby on his chest and a spider fell on him. Oh. So now I don't know if he changed his story at some point slightly to a little bit more plausible. It is or possible the that initial it was reporter just wanted the headline of stepdad killed six month old after mistaking for a spider. I, I'm not sure that it's that, but sometimes I found this before as well when you're researching stuff that some articles will just vary slightly. And it just takes like one person to make a mistake. But is it a case and it just of ke- keeps getting they've made a mistake or they've gone, it's slightly wrong, but it makes a better headline so it'll Look, sell. I, I, I don't and know I wanna... much about journalistic ethics or anything, mm. but I mean, um, that sounds like that'd be pretty dodgy if they did that. The ABC article also had a quote in there stating that Dwayne Lindsay has never explained the attack or shown any real remorse for what he did. Of course he Despite his didn't. long dingo-like howl he claimed to have had. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I don't, I don't buy any Probably of because he realized story. he was fucked and going to prison, but... Yeah, exactly. Um, the article's like, he do- he escapes life in prison, but 34 years? He doesn't look that young. He can't get parole for 27, but still. The thing is, like, they say that they'll get, you know, that, like, X amount of time in jail, but often they'll try and find excuses to keep them in there. Yeah, well, I don't think people... Typically, I feel baby and child killing usually gets looked on badly. The other thing is, like... Okay. Uh, other prisoners tend to have... Isn't oh, that yeah, a weird no. thing where if you go to Criminals prison, still have morals. Like, yeah, you don't... You don't, you don't want to go to prison for murdering or children. kid because <laughs> they'll do bad things to you. Okay, like, say he does get out in, like, 30-odd years or whatever, and say he's, like, 30 now, so he'd be, like, in his mid-60s. Who would be in a relationship with him after that? After you tell them that uh, you went to prison for killing a baby? <laughs> 
Yeah, you were found guilty of brutally murdering a baby. Yeah, like, I just... Not, you accidentally killed the baby. Mm. Man, ice fucks people up. Ice is fucked. I don't know why people think to themselves, I'm going to try ice. Why ice? You've seen what it does to these people. It's like that Russian drug crocodile that people get addicted to in Russia. Why? Oh, I'm going to try the drug that literally makes your, like, skin look like a crocodile and fall off. I don't get it. Where's the appeal? I I just, yeah. yeah, I I don't get it. Cocaine and pot, okay, I can see why people go like that. Mm. Not for me. But, yeah, shit like ice and crocodile where it just, like, fucks you up and basically destroys your body. I'm like, I don't get it. Yeah, no, I don't get it either. Heroin and shit. I'm like, what are you doing? Are you f- not the brightest tools in the shed? Look, I wouldn't say that. I think As I say lo- again, when it should be sharpest tool in the shed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, I wouldn't say that either. I think people sometimes are a bit of a victim of circumstance or like something else going on in their lives. I don't think that people who do drugs are necessarily stupid. actively picking them. Yeah, I don't know. I just think like the risk is too great. But that's me sitting here. But even for the people who get peer pressured know. into it by like friends or relatives who are doing it. Why did those friends or relatives start doing it in the first place? I just don't yeah. get why anyone would consciously choose to try it in the first place. People um, participate in a lot of self-destructive behaviors, not because it's logical or right. People are more complicated than that. Anyway, I'm after to do 30 shots of tequila. <laughs> <laughs> so Interestingly, that's my, story. my first story is also about a baby type murder. of drug. Oh. We're talking a lot about drugs then, so... Well, I'm um, glad it's that, not the baby murder. No, 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 no baby murder. Don't worry. Don't worry. That's not going to happen in the story. Oh, well, no. No, it's not. Uh, but someone does die. So, warning. Oh, a baby murders someone else. <laughs> no. Um, do you know what chroming is? Yeah, I think so. So, chroming is the act of basically spray painting your teeth. Not really. No? But sort of. Sort of in a way, yeah. Well, like, you get, like, a... Like, it's a aerosol can or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you sort of, like, spray it up your nose and teeth kind of thing, right? What it is, is that it's it's just another word for huffing. So, huffing is... You're not, like, spraying it in your mouth. You're inhaling it. So, you're breathing it in. Yeah. You're breathing the chemicals in. So, I'm sure you do get, like, paint and stuff in your mouth. But that's not, like, what you're trying to do. That's just a byproduct. Okay. So Was it more- called chroming before that Mad Max movie came out? I have no idea. I have to admit, like, I'd always known I, it as huffing. I know we haven't watched it yet, but in Mad Max Fury Road, the I don't know what they're called in the movie anymore, but there's, like, these nut job cultists who are really into cars, and they spray paint chrome in their mouths before they go out. <laughs> okay. So is that why it's called chroming? Maybe. Sorry. Because I'd always known it as huffing, and when I went, cr- uh, when I read chroming, I'm like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. But then I when like I chroming's a new term, it. so I want to know, did, did the term chroming come from Mad Max? Maybe. But yeah, so basically it's inhaling fumes from aerosols to get high. You might have seen, maybe not, it's a bit of a meme now, but um, there's that really famous episode of Intervention about Allison who was addicting to huffing cans of spray duster, like computer keyboards. Weird. And there's like that famous line where she's like high as fuck and she goes, it's like walking on sunshine. No, I've seen it so many times. (laughs) Anyway, that's just an aside. But yeah, basically the story is about chroming and how it's kind of like... um, Which is different to doing nangs. Yeah, actually, there's one out in our driveway. Not me. Seen that this morning. I was like, what the fuck? Fucking kids are going in that bloody warehouse over the road. Yeah, probably. (laughs) I don't mind them going in there, but can they be a little bit quieter? Fucking hell. Yeah, I know. Sometimes really loud over there. Can you do your drugs in quiet, you fucking children? (laughs) I'm okay when they just go in there to play basketball and stuff. Depends how loud they're bouncing that ball. Oh, my God. Anyway. So, yeah, this this story is about chroming and how it's kind of becoming an issue, which... I, I'm kind of surprised that it hasn't been an issue previously just because of how easy it is to do. You can literally go to like the grocery store and buy 
any aerosol. Well, those um, whippets or nangs, whatever you want to call them, you can get them at any convenience store in the city. And, yeah. Because they're not illegal to sell because they're for whipped cream bottles. But. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, this week, a teenage boy has died at a sleepover after inhaling deodorant. See, when I was in high school, we just used to give people um, freezies, I think they were called. I have no idea what you're talking about. Basically, you take the deodorant can, you shake it up, you put it oh, really close to the yeah, arm yeah, and yeah, you no, spray it and it causes like a cold burn. Yeah, but that doesn't get you high. No, <laughs> but that's what we were doing with deodorant. <laughs> so Bradley was 16 and while at a sleepover with friends, they decided to play Russian roulette, which I don't really know how that applies here, but whatever, um, with a can of Rexona. After Bradley inhaled the deodorant, he suffered a severe allergic reaction to the chemicals and had a heart attack. How, yeah, how do you play Russian roulette with a big deodorant? Yeah, I don't know. Like, it was mentioned in every article I found about it. And I'm like, how? What? Okay, whatever. But yeah, unless they've um, changed the rules of Russian roulette, I, I don't know. How does that work? Yeah, I don't know. I almost didn't include it. But then when I read it in every single article I read about this, I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess it's a thing. Like the deodorant can I've got is like a little twist ring on it. And when you turn it, it locks it and unlocks it. So maybe they're doing that a lot. Maybe. But still, you'd know. And it's only I feel like I'm too old then. to know what, what kids are doing. I do know days. a story of a guy or a teenager again who died from deodorant because he got butane inhalation poisoning. Because they use butane in the aerosols a lot to like give them mm. the spray out kind of thing. Yeah. Because he didn't take showers. He was like, fuck that. I'm just going to use deodorant all the time. Oh, no, that's a bad idea So he didn't too. shower for years and he just used deodorant all the time, like a lot. And just over all the years of... Like build up. Exposure to the butane gases. It got stuck in his lungs and he suffocated and died slowly. Ugh, that sounds awful. Yeah. It was Bradley's first time chroming and was probably not educated on what the potential dangers were of doing it. I imagine. He's 16. I'm not quite sure what drug education is like in schools, but I can probably guarantee that it doesn't include chroming. Definitely not. Uh, so probably didn't actually know how dangerous it was because, you know, I can imagine being a kid and someone saying, it's here, inhale deodorant. this deodorant. It's just deodorant. It doesn't matter. It's all day, every day. Right? Was it Lynx Africa? <laughs> it no, it was Rexona. It was, it's not Lynx Africa. No, it's not. It was Rexona. So. <laughs> While chroming does give the user a high, it doesn't last very long. So usually like huffing, you like huff it and then you have a high that lasts like maybe max a minute. So then you have to keep doing it to maintain the high. But over a long period of time, that can cause brain and kidney damage. Recently, however, there have been three teenagers who have suddenly died as a result of huffing Rexona in particular. Weird. I use Rexona. I'm, <laughs> but know. ever since I read that story about the kid dying from butane inhalation, I hold my breath when he's deodorant. I have to admit, I don't. I know that there's a lot of noise at the moment about how deodorant's not good for you because hmm. it is essentially spraying chemicals on you. You got a lot of those like brands that have popped up. I can't remember any of the names of them, but I've definitely heard the ads for them about a million times about like natural deodorants and stuff like that because okay. there is there is a bit of a thing going at the moment that deodorant is not great for you. Yeah, the aerosol cans also really bad for the environment. No, they're fine now. Huh? Depends on how you mean. They're not causing a hole in the ozone layer like they used to be. There's no, um, what are they called? CC something. Chlorofluorocarbons. CFCs. Yeah, there's none of those in aerosols anymore. Oh man, the guy who invented chlorofluorocarbons. Well, he didn't invent them, but he discovered them. Fucking hell, that's a story. Pretty much every single invention he ever came up with, people at this time, when they first invented it, like, that's a really good idea. And then it turned out to be terrible. <laughs> so you know when, like, cartoons and shit, you'll watch them and someone's had a big accident and they've got, they're lying in the bed and they're in all the bandages and they're, like, hung up in a big harness kind of thing? Yeah. He invented that as well. We don't use that anymore. No, you know why? Why? Because it would kill patients. You know who it also killed? The guy who invented it when he was in hospital. Oh my God. Okay. So not only did he, he like his three major inventions attributed to him, I can't remember what the first one is. The second one was CFCs. 
I think he's got down in history as the single individual living organism to cause the most damage to the ozone layer or something like that. I mean, sounds about right. And then his next invention, which we were like, oh, this is good because now we can move patients around a lot easier. He got ended up in one and it killed him. <laughs> That's Poor just like going to be the unluckiest person ever. Yeah. All he ever wanted to do was help and everything he invented was fucking awful. Just, just, just Jeez. terrible. <laughs> so obviously like the deaths of these teenagers is really bad, bad. and very sad. But I mean, like, I kind of feel like the answer is here to educate children. Definitely. You shouldn't be inhaling deodorant. But I thought the most interesting part of this story was that the mother blames Rexona. And I've got a quote from her. So the Rexona, not the other kids. No, 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 no. The Rexona. So her, her quote true. is... Rexona. I watched the ads and they're just like, fucking sniff it. <laughs> yeah. Her direct quote is, I blame Rexona for my son's death. I mean, I know my son had a part to play in what happened, but I hold Rexona accountable for my son's death. I, I mean, I know that she's My grieving. My child drowned in the ocean, so it's God's fault for inventing water. Right. I, I get that she's grieving and she would obviously yeah. be very upset yeah, about I the death of her son. I think she's just trying to take the blame away and be like, it wasn't my son who killed himself. And the thing is, I don't blame her son either. He probably just didn't know. No. And that's why I'm saying that I think the answer to this is not to blame Rexona or any other deodorant company, but more to be like, educate kids that you shouldn't inhale this shit. Yeah. Just play Call of Duty War, War Zombies like <laughs> I did when I was 16. Yeah, I have to admit, I can't remember any of that ever going around when I was a kid. Uh, I think the great below me was into like battery acid for a while at my school. I think the worst we that had. That was the first grade they got given laptops by the government as well. So oh, they all well, had that definitely didn't happen when I was at school. Yeah. Um, I think the worst we did was um, we used to play chicken in, in school. I don't know if you ever did that, but it was pretty bad. I mean, it's not it is, but it isn't at Which the same time. Which version of chicken? Someone scratches your hand until you bleed. And if you pull away before you bleed, then you're a chicken. Oh, no, we never did yeah. that one. <laughs> uh, we played Knuckles a bit. Oh, yeah, we did that as With well. The but coins? I mean, that doesn't like really hurt you. With the coins? Oh, no, no, what's coins? Yeah, no. The Knuckles game we played is you'd use 50 cent coins and everyone like put their hand on the table like that with their knuckles out and you'd flick the coins across the table. No, I've never, no, never did this. It was bad. A lot, we all walked around of, well, I didn't play it a lot myself, but a lot of the kids walked around of, like, Knuckles like they've been punching walls and shit. Kids are fucked, man. <laughs> so yeah, that was the whole story. I just thought it was really interesting that the all of the articles were like, Rexone is to blame. How do you play Russian roulette? Was yeah, I don't know. I don't think I want to know, to be honest. I don't, I don't want to know what kids are doing. <laughs> was it's it, scary. Was it like you play Russian roulette using something else, like a Nerf gun, and then if you get shot, you have to do the... Maybe. Who knows? I don't know. None of them went into detail about how Russian roulette is played in this instance, so... Yeah. Well, so it's all just speculation. I mean, I guess. Mm. I don't know. Now that I've brought the topic around to speculation. <laughs> Bizarre conspiracy theory involving the $10 note. I think I've heard this. I'm so fairly stupid. certain I've told you because I've been holding on to this one for a while. The only reason I haven't done it sooner is because it was on my phone, not on my computer. So I always forgot it was there when I went to check my bookmarks to see what stories I wanted to do. Uh, so this was a Shannon Molly for news.com.au, May 19th, 2020. He wrote the story I just read out. Ah. Because I'm like, I know that name. I've seen it today. Shannon Malloy? I don't know how to say it. Wh whichever way. Either way. He, he wrote the first story as well okay. <laughs> that I did. Well, thank you, Shannon. <laughs> yeah, so I've been holding on to it and I sort of felt like it fell. Coronavirus has been a little bit out of the news. People are a bit more interested in the uh, Black Lives Matter protests going around in the world at the moment. Yeah. Um, which is fair enough. They need a lot of... I, we support it. Yeah, definitely. We'll leave it at that. I don't think people really want to hear two white people talking about... No. And that's kind of why I haven't commented on it on this podcast or anywhere else really apart from like showing that I have support for the movement yeah. because 
I mean, no one needs to listen to me or you or any other like white person really talking about yeah. it. We need to be like listening instead. Yeah. And that's all I've and, chosen to do. And listen and, and learn. And I think that's kind of hard for white people. What about that great picture on Twitter yesterday that I showed you and you'd already seen of that white guy in the wheelchair out at a protest somewhere? And he had the sign saying, uh, Black Lives Matter. And he had another sign behind him that said, sorry, it took me so long to realize or wake up or something like that. And like, oh, it it was like, sorry, it took me so long to get here. I had a lot to learn. And yeah. I'm like, that's exactly what people. That's the like, point. That's, that's, that's the that's point. Good. That's that's what should be happening. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry. That well, that's been going on, though. <laughs> I feel like, unfortunately, a lot of people just sort of forgotten coronavirus is a thing. Really bad. Yeah. Because it is still going like crazy. Brazil had a record 51,000 cases in a day get confirmed. USA did, what, 32, 32 the other day? Yeah. It's still a big problem. And unfortunately, because of the protests in America, it's going to spread like crazy. And then people who are anti-protest will just be like, the protests fault we're all dying of coronavirus yeah, now. Yeah, but that's not really... That's not the case. You're all fucking yeah. beforehand in America. So, you know, you might as well go out and protest. Exactly. Try to get something good to happen from it. But in Australia, we've had a little bit. Australia, sometimes I worry, is kind of like a little micro-America. Yeah, I mean, we had protests here yesterday, or is it happening today? I can't remember, one day over the weekend. We got protests for all I mean... I have to admit, probably the only reason that I didn't want to go is because I'm afraid I might get sick. Yeah, it seems to be sort of what's happened in Victoria here. But when I say that, I mean, we get, you know, the little whack jobs, conspiracy theories, uh, conspiracy theorists... Getting a bit of more traction, a bit more of a voice given to them in the media, unfortunately. Yeah, but like, I kind of love it. I don't. I just want to fucking punch I just love them. hearing... I love... Look, I, it's no secret that I love a good conspiracy theory. I love hearing like the craziest things people can come up with. And I also love hearing their justification because that's the most interesting bad. part to me. My problem with conspiracy theories is ever since that bloody one about the, the people, the secret society of female elite millionaires running South Korea turned out to be true, I'm like, oh, fuck. Now I can't just totally go, you're ridiculous. <laughs> and it's just given so many of them more credit, but so many of them oh, are no. just wrong. I was going to say, so a lot wrong. of them are just like whack you, jobs. Just, like, what the fuck? Yeah. I love watching <laughs> flat earthers go out to try and prove it's flat, and then they prove it's round, and they're like, something's gone wrong here. <laughs> That's not right. It's like, no, you just proved it to yourself. Anyhow. That's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about but coronavirus theories. We are talking about theories. conspiracy theory, right? We are. Australia's conspiracy theory nutjobs, including the new COVID-19 truthers, believe they've found proof of COVID-19 being a global conspiracy hidden in plain sight on the Australian $10 bill. Okay, I have an issue with this already. If Okay, say that there was a, a grand conspiracy theory about the virus and blah, 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 whatever. Why would they make it so easy to see it? Why would they put it on the Australian $10 note? Exactly. I'm sorry, That's what but I don't get. No. The, <laughs> the secret corporations are meant to be so smart and elite and they're running everything. Why would they slip up so easily? Oh, no, and like, put it I could see that, note? though, because they'd be like, oh, we're hiding in plain sight. Oh, isn't this funny? We'll just include this and no one will know. But why the Australian $10 note? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, anyhow. <laughs> so, in the top right hand corner of one face of the $10 bill, you've got a golden holographic illustration with stylized depictions of the bramble wattle because all the new paper notes, I say paper, they're not paper here, they're, they're plastic. Made of like shit that doesn't fall apart uh, with a little see through panel on them, you know, the new ones? Yep. Each one of them's got a different kind of wattle on them. Okay. I've never paid attention to Wattles are a local Australian plant. They're kind of hard to describe. There's there are, different types of there wattle. Are. Well, and the they all look different. So, bramble wattle is a small white yellow ball of a flower. Yeah, I know which one you're they talking about. They seem kind of, I've never touched one, but they seem like they'd be kind of stiff and brambly, hence why it's called a bramble wattle. 
No, I think the small yellow ones are more like soft. You're okay. thinking of the red ones, mm. like the brush. Um, the, I think they're okay. called a brush waddle. Well, these ones are the bramble waddles. Okay. Which is a small white yellow ball of a flower uh, in real life. And it's depicted on the $10 bill as a circle of lines or a circle sphere that has lines and dots on the end of it coming out of it. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, you see is not actually the wattle bramble. It's a depiction of what the coronavirus looks like when you view it under a microscope. Oh, my God. Just like how that spaghetti ad in Captain America is a depiction of coronavirus. <sighs> I can totally see how that would look like a wattle it without even seeing like, it. And it also kind of looks like a coronavirus. I get it. But here's the thing. If you're looking that hard for something, you will find it. If you want it to be there, you'll find it. I, mm. I a good case of this I proved to myself was, uh, do you remember that movie that came out years ago called 23? Yes. Like, yeah, and like the number 23 and how like it's it's Jim everywhere. Carrey? I think so, yeah. yeah. It was, everyone was like trying to kill him or something. We watched that in school one day in like a free period and we started joking around about it. And then I sat down, I was like, oh, 23. Oh, there's 23 characters in my full birth name. My oh my God. date of birth, if you do this and that, that's 23. And I found all these things for me that worked out to be 23 because of course, if you're looking for it and you're wanting to find it, you will make it happen. Mm. So that's why this shit keeps coming up. Um, and then I wrote like, the secret society billionaires around the world plotting global domination to control people with a vaccine have slipped up. Those fools. <laughs> I just don't buy that they would put it on an Australian note. Like, I know. I mean, it's such why? Ins- Australia, you need to wake up to the fact that you're pretty insignificant Yeah, I was about to worldwide. say, worldwide, we're very insignificant. There would be no reason to do that here. Yeah. Big player in the South Pacific region. But only because there's not much of anything. Yeah, but as soon as you go even to just the Southeast Asia Pacific region, well, then Australia, you get shrunk right down. Yeah. You know, China's top dog in this part of the world, okay? I'm sorry. They are. So a photo of the $10 note was put on a popular Australian anti-coronavirus Facebook group with the caption, The new $10 Australian note, complete with coronavirus symbols. You can't make this up. Hashtag, are you awake yet? To which a comment on the post replies... The corona's going to be around for a while, it seems. The globalists have a good old laugh at us. But on the bright side, cash might be around for a while, too. Dot, dot. This person doesn't do proper ellipses. They just do two dots. Oh, okay. I mean, so, are they using an ellipses in the correct way? I don't think so either. <laughs> using ellipses in the way that everyone over, like, 40 yeah. seems to use ellipses <laughs> when weird. they text you and they, like, do ellipses after every line. You know, so there's kind of people we're dealing with here. So they're these people who are afraid to use... Credit cards and bank cards and I was going to say, and... like, I don't think I've ever noticed this because I can't remember the last time I seen a note. Yeah, I don't cash much. Ever. I don't use cash. And people you, all like, you know, you know oh, a good way gonna... to get disease is handling cash. Yeah. But I mean, like, you know how people are always like, oh, what are you going to do when, like, you know, the internet goes down or, like, FPOS goes down? What are you going to do then with you, without any cash? And I'm like, well, how are you going to get the cash in the first place? Also, if that the happens, money only has value. Because, problems. <laughs> yeah, the money's only got value because we collectively believe it's got value. If it came to a point where worried, like, money was inaccessible, it wouldn't matter. Yeah. I feel like these people want to hold on to cash because like, the government can't take that away from me. But you know what they can do is they can just go, oh, paper money's worth nothing now. Yeah. And, and boom, that will suddenly it's happen. not worth anything. That will eventually happen. Yeah. Probably not like now or in 10 years time, but I think eventually. Yeah. yeah. You look at other countries where homeless people now have little FPOS things because no one can... Because they're like, well, no one's got cash them anymore to give me money. So I'll yeah. get a little, they get the little square or whatever it is yeah, yeah. that like, small cafes <laughs> have. And you can, you can tap a dollar to your homeless person on the street now. The future is yeah, here. They're thinking ahead. So they spoke to a Katie Atwell from the University of Western Australia. And she explains that the current 
global climate is a fertile breeding ground mm, for conspiracy theories. Of course it is. How many nut jobs are there out there? I should have done my Telstra 5G story today. <laughs> the rest of my writing here is pretty much all just quoting Katie as she dunks on these fucking idiots. <laughs> so, on you, Katie, I like you. Uh, let's see what she has to say. Okay. The general public is uncertain, afraid, and experiencing cognitive impairment from the strain of it all. Governments overseas, most notably the United States government, have failed dismally in responding efficiently to COVID-19. This has the potential to devastate citizens' trust. In this volatile cocktail, the distinction between what is batshit crazy and what is roaringly plausible starts to break down. So this is this university professor and she's like, batshit crazy. I love her. In a full interview. Many of those who reject vaccines or strenuously object to COVID-19 health measures are influenced by interconnected social groups with clear identities. Again, these echo chambers, if you will. Yep. Standing atop a hill of self-ascribed expertise, they can gaze down on the quote-unquote sheeple eating from the trough. But that's right. That's what these people are. They want to be like, I'm better than you because I know more when they're really fucking stupid. Okay, but... Sorry, I, th- I think part of the problem here, and it happens to everyone, is that, okay, so you, you get on your Facebooks, you get on your Twitters, whatever, right? It will only show you what you agree with. Yeah. Like, there's an algorithm that's specifically designed to just show the stuff that you'll engage in. Yeah. So, if you're a nut job that believes in all these, like, COVID conspiracy theories, it'll keep showing that to you. Yeah, and that just reinforces to yourself exactly. that you're right kind of thing. Um, that's why I feel the amount of people who think this way probably hasn't increased that much in terms of general percentage of the population worldwide. Mm. But as the incidents become more of a thing, these people have gained access to people who think like them. Yeah. So rather than what would happen in the past where everyone would be like, you idiot, what are you thinking? And they'll just <laughs> yeah. shut up about it and go about their lives thinking they're right, but they can't say anything and they should just, you know, keep their fucking dumb opinions to themselves and go die in a corner. Um <laughs> Can you tell I have issues with these people? No, 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 no. Uh, they find other people who think the same and they just start agreeing with each other and they're mm. like, yeah, we're right. The Earth's flat, even though everything else is a fucking sphere. <laughs> 5G causes vaccines. I'm going to drink the bleach and suck Trump's dick and... <sighs> anyway. Katie goes on. Groups that set themselves apart from mainstream society deliberately with pride develop a strong in-group identification and take cues from people they perceive to be like them. That may be why Australia is now seeing freedom-focused anti-lockdown protests you generally wouldn't expect outside of America. I don't know about that. I think I associate that stuff as with America. But that's something because that's what you see in the media. I think there's just as many people like that everywhere in the world. Mm. I I don't think that's an American problem. The thing is, like, people want to believe that they're free. To do whatever they want, right? Like within reason. Once you start taking away those things, people get angry. I think that's just people. I think that's Americans. No, but I think like the protesting, all that kind of thing is a bit more sort of all started there kind of thing. Didn't the exact same thing happen during the Spanish flu? Pretty much. So I'm not surprised. <laughs> people are fucked no matter what time it is. But it wasn't then about, well, certainly if there was conspiracy theories then that none of them survived for us today to know about, but there was just more people going like, I don't want to do it. Yeah, but I'm sure they had their reasons. I'd rather die! And they did. (laughs) Pretty much. Which I think is basically what's happening now. You'd hope that like within a hundred years that humanity would have learnt something, but I think we're getting dumber to be honest. (laughs) No, I think it's just that the pop, the pop the proportion of dumb to stupid people is still there. If not, it should be skewed a bit better. The average intelligence of a person should have gone up. But 
these dumb people are able to find like-minded groups and they can scream really loud. I think the other issue is not really so much, you know, smart versus dumb. I think the other like major big issue is that we don't trust our governments, but that's something that Australia and America has in common. Mm. We do not trust our government. So when the government comes and tells you that you can't go out and you have to stay inside, they're like, no, fuck you. We don't believe you. So, I mean, that's the other big, big, big issue, I think. Yeah, Australia's really come a long way from the whole slip-slap campaign where they're like, oh, yeah? Yeah. I wonder how that would go now in Australia. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Thankfully, I don't have to live in a world to find out because people understand that the sun is a deadly laser. (laughs) (sighs) That is probably the most political we've ever gotten. Mm. I think it probably should stay that way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's my story about dumb conspiracy theorists. I'm I'm trying to figure out how to segue. Some people might call Trump or ScoMo a monster, right? I'm really struggling here, guys. I'm I'm going to talk about the Hawkesbury River monster. I call them monsters for slightly different reasons. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm I'm talking about Sydney's very own Loch Ness. ScoMo when there's a fire. Oh, God. (laughs) Where is he? So, yeah, I'm I'm going to talk about the uh, Hawkesbury River monster. I'm going to say it's an urban legend, but... I have heard of it, but I don't really know much about it. That's why I asked you to do it when you were asking which one should you do. Yeah, um, it's a good one. It's a good one. Like, I like it. I've got a video to show you as well, so maybe I should send you that link now. It's the third result that comes up when you're talking Hawkesbury. Oh, it even looks like Loch Ness, apparently. It does. Yes, it does. Unlike the Tully monster, though, it's probably not real, I'm assuming. Okay, so I've sent you a video that's apparently... um Footage. Footage. Of the Horse River Monster, and I want you to tell me what you think it looks like. I'll obviously link this in the description. Let's have a little squiz here. Okay, so I'm watching an apple bouncing along a chalkboard. That's the fucking ad. Oh. <laughs> Wait, no, that's the introduction to the channel. This channel's logo is an alien on top of an apple. Okay. All right, what am I looking at here? Um, yeah, you tell me what you think that looks like, and then I'll tell you what I think that looks like. Why, why, why every single time is it filmed on a fucking potato? <laughs> I mean, it's at least a smartphone, but I think it might be an early one. Well, it's zoomed in a long way. It's always going to have problems. Um, judging how the it's bending its head up like that and the fact that it looks like a seal, I'm going to go with this being a seal. I thought it looked like a dugong. That could work too. Uh, dugong's, of course, famous for being mistaken for mermaids. Yes. So. Very fat, chunky. Do they come down <laughs> this far though? Um, I, this is the thing, like, I seen that and I'm like, it looks like a dugong to me, but I'm like, I don't know if dugongs live in the Hawkesbury River. Dugong. Otherwise known as sea cows. Hawks. And even if they live close enough to swim to it. Yeah. Is it within the realm of possibility that a dugong could uh, get in the Hawkesbury River? But yeah, that's what it looked like to me. And it didn't really look like the description of the Hawkesbury River monster at all. But that was like one of the big sightings that I found. And I was like, okay. Dugongs please. in Australia. Shallow coastal waters of Northern Australia from Queensland and the New South Wales border into the east to Shark Bay on the Western Australian coast. So it doesn't sound like they go that far south. Not usually. I feel like it's a little bit too cold for them, but I still don't think it'd be implausible. I'd still bank on it being a seal. This one's quite okay. dark. It, 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 Dugongs are pale. Horse River Monster is also quite dark, though. But it does. It, to me, it doesn't really look like the classic description of the Horse River Monster. Which looks like Loch Ness. Which looks like Loch Ness. I'm going to give you more of a description. Mm. But like, it just, I don't buy it. I don't buy that footage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like no, at all. That looks like a seal to me. Um, and you know what? There are seals in Sydney. So. I, yeah. I've seen a dugong in real life. Seen in the wild. In the aquarium. Yeah, no, we were at, um, on a boat once in New Guinea and there was one. They are very cute. Yeah. Anyway. 
I don't know why sailors thought there were women and wanted to fuck them, but maybe the Navy uh, They're, was like, just... really fat. <laughs> hey, maybe that was in back then, right? <laughs> it probably was, but, like... No judging. When you but think... also maybe all that fucking weird vitamin C replacement that didn't actually have any vitamin C in it they were drinking <laughs> and gin uh, made them all into furries. And I don't know, but, like, when you, when, you think, cheeks. when you think of a mermaid, it fucking doesn't look like a dugong, I'm telling you. No. <laughs> Back to the story at hand. Yeah. So the Hawkesbury River monster resides in the, you guessed it, Hawkesbury River. Um, no. <laughs> and the Hawkesbury River is about 120 k's long and it runs through northwest Sydney. Manatee. I've seen it. That's the other name I was thinking yeah. of. I've, I've been there. I've seen the river. Um, Did you see the monster? I didn't see the monster, but like I, I come from that area of Sydney. So I've, I've, I've seen the river. It looks dirty, to be real. But like... Um, <laughs> The sightings go all the way back to first settlement. Okay. So, so we're talking about the 1800s first, in Australia. First settlement, not Indigenous Australians have no stories about this? No, they do. I'm getting to that. Okay, okay. But like the first recorded sightings we have are from the first okay. settlement well, from the 1800s. Well, that makes a little more sense to me then. And it is described as being 25 to 35 feet long with a large bulky body that's covered in black and grey patchy skin. It has a long neck and a head that's shaped like an oversized football, four large flippers and a thick tail. Okay. So it basically looks like a plesiosaur, which existed 215 million years ago. It's a dinosaur. Which is what people think Loch Ness is. Yeah. So it, it's essentially Loch Ness. Like, let's be real. Yeah. Was this a Scotsman on this boat? <laughs> I mean, who knows? But Sydney cryptozoologist... God, that's... That'd be a sick job, I reckon, being a I reckon that would be an awesome job. I'd love that job. I don't know how much you'd get paid for it, but I think it'd be a cool job. Um, so, uh, he's quite famous. I can't remember if we did mention it or not, but he has a lot to do with the, the panther stories as well. Um, Rex Gilroy, which I'm like, if you're a cryptozoologist, that's your name. I feel like if you're called Rex, you've got to go into something like that, right? <laughs> um, this is Rex, he's an accountant. That just doesn't work. No. no. Uh, so Rex, he's been researching the monster since 1965, and he fully believes that it is a dinosaur from the Jurassic period. Okay. Again, 215 million years ago. So I have well, a We don't know how long these creatures lived for. It's true. Well, no, he doesn't believe it's the same dinosaur. I, I know. <laughs> we have a quote from him, and he says, It's a dinosaur! <laughs> We'd have to have a breeding population of no less than 300 to 600. We're dealing with ocean creatures coming into the river to breed. Okay, so he doesn't think they normally live in no. the river. Okay, I was going to say, if you got that many in that river, surely would see them more often. There are areas of the ocean, anything could live down there and you wouldn't know it. Yeah, well, famously, you have the coelacinth. Is that the one they thought was extinct but wasn't? Yeah, it's yeah. an old, I can't remember, lobed-finned fish that looks... It's a really old style of fish, everyone thought it was extinct, and then they found a whole colony of them living off like the Cape of South Africa, and then they found another group of them. They've disappeared I mean, from the fossil record, but they're still alive. Yeah, I mean, look... I, it can happen. Um, but dinosaurs are pretty big. Yeah. And if you have 300 to 600 of them living just, you know, around Australia, surely someone's seen them. Especially if they're coming into the river regularly to breed, you'd think you'd see a few more coming in. At least with the colosynth, you know, it's a deep sea fish kind of thing. It, it stays yeah. down there. It doesn't come up very often. So it makes sense how it could hide. Still a big fish, though. And the other thing is I actually did look up plesiosaurs because I don't know that much about them. And they didn't have gills. So they had to come up for air. Interesting. So someone, I mean, I guess you could say that people do see them all the time, <laughs> but you mm -hmm. think there'd be more concrete evidence of something. Yeah. And it's not like the Hawkesbury River is remote. 
and unpopulated. No, it's, it's quite not. a populated area for a for just, a rural it's area. Not, it's only just out of Sydney, isn't it? It's just on the outside, but I mean, I would consider like the Hawkesbury region to be semi-rural. It's a lot of farms, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's along the northern border of what I would call Sydney. Yeah, like you go over the Hawkesbury, you're no longer in Sydney, kind of thing. But people still live there. Yeah, you've got like Woi Woi and Brooklyn and Palm Beach. Hawkesbury River Monster ain't never turned up in Home and Away. <laughs> or did it? That'd be a great Home and Away. I've never watched the show, but Home and Away producers, if Riders you're out there. got to get on that. You've had 45 years of stories. You're probably running out of ideas. Hawkesbury River Monster series. <laughs> there are depictions of the creature in Indigenous Australian um, rock art found throughout the region. And these images are dated to be like approximately three to 4,000 years old, indicating that the belief of the monster isn't anywhere near new. See, this buys a lot more credibility to me. It doesn't for me, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> why? I'll get into it a bit later. Well, actually, I'll get into it now. But when settlers began arriving in Sydney in the 1800s, they were told by the Indigenous people to stay away from the water's edge for fear that they would be attacked by the monster. Now, I think we've spoken about one other story like that before when we're talking about, I know it's called the washing machine, quickly, or it's called Devil's Pool. Yeah. I kind of think that this might be one of those stories to discourage people from going into the river. Okay. So I think it's more of a cautionary tale than a... True one. Yeah. A, than a realistic one. Is the Hawkesbury that dangerous? I've actually been swimming in it. I don't think so. But I mean, like, for I'm me, more like, you tell pools. your children, don't go in there alone so they don't hurt themselves. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Look, I might be totally wrong and someone correct me, but that kind of seems like, to me what it might be for devil's pools i find it a lot easier to believe because that's a dangerous piece of water Hawkesbury river is just a river and still has the like, peoples who lived along it would rely on it a lot throughout the history you know that's well maybe maybe my assumption is completely wrong and they did see something they don't quite understand but also you have to remember that indigenous people in australia would have been alive and we had megafauna people all over the world would be alive during megafauna but yes in australia they were it could have been a massive crocodile not this far south no too cold keep in mind when people arrived in Australia, we were still in an ice age. We're technically still in an ice age right now. Maybe it was a crocodile that could live in cold weather. Where's the evidence of... Ah, oh, okay. The problem, I guess, there is that majority of life on planet Earth will never know because the fossil record is very small. It's great, but it only shows us like a percentage mm. of everything that's ever lived. I think my main point is that we don't know what would have lived when they were first here. Giant it could have goats. been something real that we just don't know now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, there used to be giant manatees, like a separate species that were ginormous. Well, isn't that the thing with megafauna? They were all just like real fucking big. <laughs> These were extinct only like 200 years ago. Okay. Hmm. Possible? I don't think it was them. They didn't live in this area as far as we know, but... The other thing is that they don't have like these really long necks and stuff that... <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to rationalize this, but I'm kind of struggling. Okay, so the most detailed account of a sighting of the monster took place in the 1980s uh, when a fisherman was going down the river in a dinghy, which do other people call them dinghies? It's just a small aluminium boat. Yeah, it's a tiny little rowboat kind of looking thing made yeah. of aluminium. We call them dinghies here. I don't know why. But um, <laughs> so he was in his little dinghy and a large creature suddenly appeared beneath him and he could see like the shadow in the water and the water began to ripple and swirl where the creature was. Okay. Um, and he claims that the creature slammed into the bottom of the boat and launched it 10 foot into the air. Bullshit. The fisherman was thrown from the boat and swam to shore. The creature followed him for a moment, but suddenly changed course and dove under the water. You say bullshit? I don't buy the 10 feet in the air. I think that might be a bit of an exaggeration. Yeah. But 
I I could fully believe a curious seal or something coming and playing with the boat. Maybe. Do you get bull sharks in that river? Probably. Those things. You probably would everywhere. get sharks in that river. Yeah. Bull sharks just don't give a shit where they live. <laughs> water, water is water. You know, you know that fresh salt. I don't care. I'm just fucking swimming it. Yeah, I don't care. It's there. Like I'm a in salmon. It. <laughs> Weird how some fish are like, I need the salt water, and other fish are like, I need to be in fresh water, and then there's just some who are like, fuck you, it's water. <laughs> yeah. I have a little bit of trouble buying that story. The whole 10 foot in the air thing does kind of... Three meters. Kind of gets me. <laughs> but, I mean, this guy was apparently very convinced that something hit him, and he vowed to never go back in the river again. Okay, cool. So he was obviously scared by something, shall we say. Or did he just want that easy news paycheck? I'm not sure how much they were paying in the 80s, but maybe, maybe, maybe. Enough to buy a beer. (laughs) There are a lot of reports of damaged boats turning up on shore or overturned boats with no passengers floating down river, as well as large sliding marks along the bank. So the theory is there that maybe it suns itself on the bank of the river. Like a seal? Or a crocodile. Crocodile would leave feet. Yeah, I guess they would be. But I mean, the article that I read likened it to like the marks that crocodiles leave. Because if it's got, if, if the plesio idea, if it's like a plesiosaur and they've got fins, well, a seal has fins, so its slide mark would leave fins, whereas a crocodile would leave distinct Yeah, but like, I feel like a seal is nowhere near as big as the thing that they're saying is in there. You big seals. Not that fucking big. People are notoriously bad at judging things, especially at a distance. I mean, I guess, but there's a big difference there. People also love to exaggerate. This is true. I exaggerate all the time. <laughs> Did you know we don't actually even have 27 episodes of this podcast? <laughs> so I had a look because after I read all this, I'm like, so are people still seeing it? Like, is it still a thing or is this something that we've kind of left behind? But no, the, the most recent signing of the monster was 10 years ago. What if it's a giant black cat? That suddenly swims all the time? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. There's um, cats that have webbed feet because they live a semi-aquatic lifestyle. Semi. Also not the size of a fucking dinosaur. Huge cat. Oh my God. <laughs> so the most recent sighting I could find was in March of 2010, where a fisherman at Wiseman's Ferry momentarily saw a serpentine head and about two meters of long neck rise above the water. Big snake. Would there be any like water snakes in the Hawkesbury? I know there's snakes in the Hawkesbury because I saw one at Wiseman's Ferry once, so they're around. Huge snakes. Two meters? Well, to be two meters above the water, it would have to have a big body under it. Yeah. So that's true. But again, exaggeration. Possibly. I just kind of feel like the fishermen at Wiseman's Ferry wouldn't be the kind of people that would make up stories like this. Why? Nothing else is happening out there. They've got people to come to the town somehow. I mean, I guess. I don't know. I just don't like... I guess like my vision of the type of dude who's down there fishing is not the kind of guy who... Makes up stories. Makes up stories or believes in this kind of thing. I guess. I'm, I'm imagining like that older, like 60 odd Aussie guy who lives in a semi rural area. You, you know the type of person I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Who's no bullshit. I could be wrong. However, I also found an article that uh, was written in March 2020 where an investigator named Tony Healy is planning a search beginning at Brooklyn. So he's planning on taking a trip on the riverboat Postman, which looks like a ferry or like small cruise boat. And he's planning to hire his own boat as well. I'll link the article because Tony's looking for help and it has his contact details on it. Okay. So if you feel like going on an expedition... Hunt for the Hawkesbury River monster. Yeah, he, he wants to find it. I wonder it. how that other dude we read about a long time ago. With the um, Tasmanian tiger? Yeah, I wonder how he's doing. Google that. I wonder if he's still out there. He'd be isolated out there. So you know. I was going to say, there's no problems continue. in quarantine for that. 
So I tried to find if there were any like Facebook groups because you know how like with the big cats and stuff, people get really fanatical about it and yeah. like they all talk to each other. I couldn't find anything for this. I feel like Wall Street Real Monster isn't as popular. No. And I mean, obviously it's one area. Well, it's last sighting was a decade ago. Yeah. Um, big cats probably someone was I mean, reported 10 days ago. In saying that, that's the only re- like reported. reported sighting. That's not to say that people haven't seen it in that time. I think like a lot of people who see things like that don't report don't it because report they don't, because be they don't want people to think they're crazy. Yeah. So <laughs> that doesn't really mean anything. That could definitely mean that someone has seen it more recently. But I didn't really find any of those groups on Facebook. I kind of feel like that's where they go. But I did see it mentioned a lot on in like space. No, like in fishing groups and in like that other like community based groups around the area. That makes sense. So people in the area are still talking about it. Oh, what else are you going to do out there in the fucking Hawkesbury River? That's true. Uh, talk about the monster. So, I mean, I'm not sure. Look, my final thought on this is I don't know if I believe in it. I'm usually... I think it's a seal. I'm usually pretty susceptible to believing in this kind of stuff. Like, I fully believe in the big cats and stuff. I don't know if I buy this one. <laughs> no, I think it's seals. I think maybe people see things and then they you know, assume that it's something else. I don't know if I believe that there's a Loch Ness happening in the Hawkesbury River. I mean, I don't think Loch Ness is real either, so. Oh, there are some really good theories about that, though. Have you heard, like, the whole um, wormhole theory? Is it that there's a wormhole between the Hawkesbury River and Loch Ness? <laughs> oh, my God. If there isn't that theory, I should <laughs> I should start it. Um, No, there's, like, because you know how, like, sometimes when they test, what is it called? The lake or whatever it is that it's in. A lock. Yeah, but it's lock something. Lock. Lock Ness. Ness. Nessie. No. Um. Fuck, I can't remember what it's called. It's literally Loch Ness. That's why it's called the Loch oh, Ness really? Monster. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Look, I'm not from Scotland. Um, <laughs> but there's this whole theory that there was recently, actually, they did a test of it and there was a shape in there that they couldn't explain. So what happens is... This is really off topic. But what happens is they test that thing all the time trying to find if Nessie's in there. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I find stuff, other times they don't. So like the whole theory is that there's a wormhole in the lake so that sometimes it's there and sometimes it's not. That's fucking stupid. It is stupid, but it's an explanation. It doesn't make any sense. I feel like if there's a wormhole in the lake, it would be causing a lot more trouble than a plesiosaur occasionally turning up. <laughs> but yeah, that's one of the theories. I, my story is also about being on the hunt for something. My okay. Last one. Okay. Just a little quick one. This actually takes place in Southeast Asia, but it's about a Kiwi who lives in Perth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So this was reported by a Heather McNeil for stuff.co.nz on November 17th, 2016. 2016. Okay. 2016. Perth resident and Kiwi national Josh Goodsward had met a woman called Anita on Tinder a month prior to his disappearance. Within days of meeting, they booked a four-day trip to Bali, which is a weird thing to do with someone you've just met. Yeah, definitely. A trip Josh extended, and he never boarded his planned return flight home. He wouldn't murdered, was he? His phone was disconnected, and his last bank account transactions had links to the United Kingdom. He wouldn't murdered, was he? I'm going to read you the headline now. Okay. Missing Waikato man Josh Goodswad reportedly found playing bongos in Thailand. <laughs> Okay, I like that he's safe and happy. For the record, he was playing a hang drum, which is not a bongo. It's a much cooler instrument. (laughs) But that's irrelevant to the rest of the story. So from what I could piece together, because the article worded a bit weird and there's lots of extra names and people just turn up. I don't really know what they were. But his disappearance became a big thing and it was shared a lot on backpacking blogs along with a picture of his face. 
So this caused Brett Fisher, who may or may not be the person who runs a blog called Tripping Through Life. I couldn't find it because apparently it's a very common name for things. Right, okay. (laughs) Uh, I'm not sure. So anyhow, Brett Fisher, he finds and recognizes Josh on a beach in Thailand. Okay. That's that guy who's missing. And he goes up to him and quote, yeah, it was him. He's running around learning to play his hang drum. I told him his last name and he looked surprised. I'll make sure he realizes how big the thing has become. So he just didn't think that anyone would be worried about where he was? He didn't realize anyone knew, thought he was missing. Yeah, but like, if you say that you're going to be back at a certain time and then you just don't show up. Didn't he have work? Yeah, like, I don't know. I feel like you would probably tell Especially family. Especially like, oh, I'm going on a four-day trip with some chick I just met on Tinder. Yeah, and then like, you just don't show up when you're meant to show up. I feel like the logical conclusion is that something's, something's happened, happened to you. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay, he was only gone a week. But still, like that's still. enough. Especially if you go overseas in this weird circumstance. So Josh's friend, Aaron Smith, hears about Brett Fisher's discovery. He announces it on social media in New Zealand. And the New Zealand police later finally confirmed that they no longer considered uh, Josh to be a missing person. Josh, come on. you got to tell people where you are. Yeah. So that's it. That's the whole story. The article is a lot longer, but like, most of this is just bullshit that doesn't matter. <laughs> Dude disappears really mysteriously. Fucking playing a drum in Thailand. Look, it might just be my true crime podcast mind. Doesn't explain how he got to Thailand. <laughs> If someone disappears like that, something bad has happened. Right? The, the article straight away is just like, no, he's fine. I was like, that's no fun. I'm going to take the book. <laughs> like, all that at the end, that, that part about why he was in Bali in the first place is at the very end of the article. What? Why did you put that that's last? That's the most interesting part. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad that he's safe and well and just like <laughs> playing a drum in Thailand. Yeah. I love the hang drum. I want one. <laughs> Not the ending I was expecting. No. Pulled a sneaky one on you. My last story is from NT News, so Wait you know it's a fucking banger. It, it's about, it, it heavily involves a dildo. Okay. What's the headline? No, I'm not going to read it because it's going to give the whole thing away. God damn it. The best man at a wedding was left with injuries after he was hit in the head with a dildo. <laughs> a dildo. Hey, this is going to be pretty solid <laughs> and big. He was injured by a bullet-shaped pink sex toy measuring about 12 centimeters in length. That's not Told that you. It's not that big. It's a foot long. 12 centimeters. 12 centimeters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. 12 centimeters. That's tiny. At a Bucks party when the exotic dancer who was hired was performing her party trick, shooting dildos at the guests. Out of where? You know where. Is that a thing people do? This is very much like the uh, ping pong trick, but with dildos. With small dildos. Bullet dildos, so they fly. Well, bullets are vibrators, so it would have been solid. Wouldn't it just been like a little silicone thing? Yeah. Okay, look. She was shooting them out of her vagina. What a skill, honestly. Yeah, do you reckon like she had to practice that at home? Oh, I'm sure she did. Uh, how else do you discover you have that skill? Yeah. Anyway, the pink dildo flew an impressive seven meters across the room. Fucking hell, she should go Guinness World Records. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, which hit the man in the head, splitting his head open. Is this a, the start of a new competitive sport? <laughs> oh, if only. And don't say there can't be a men's league, okay? Because they totally can. <laughs> They've just got to get good with the butt. <laughs> um, so the last part that I'm going to read is How do you launch something seven meters out of your I mean, I'm struggling to imagine Like I just <laughs> The force? You've uh, really worked those muscles Like, yeah They're strong You Google and you're like Vagina launching muscle workout Are there YouTube videos? <laughs> Maybe Pornhub Maybe Pornhub, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, the last part is just a quote from the guy It wasn't a strong shot when it hit me in the head it probably just landed on an awkward sort of angle. She was shooting it through the room from one corner to the other. Other people got it in their chest and knees. I was the only one bleeding. 
It was my turn and it landed straight on my forehead. She started apologizing straight away, but I just said it was fine. Then I touched my forehead and there was blood. The last sentence from him is... That was definitely his blood, right? Not hers? It was definitely his blood. Okay. <laughs> the last sentence really got me of this quote. I don't have a massive experience with dildos. But not none. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was struggling to understand how it split his head open. It's pointed like a bullet. I just, I They're not that pointy. Come on. I, I kind of want to see it. Like, I, How do you launch it seven meters across a room? I got... <laughs> Who is this woman and a terrifyingly powerful vagina? Well, this was in Brisbane. So maybe ask your Queensland friends. Okay. It is impressive, though. Like, yeah, it's like, very impressive. I don't think I can even spit something seven meters. <laughs> yeah, but like I the mean, muscles are different. I guess. Like, There's probably because your leg muscles are down there. So they're strong. I mean, also like those muscles are designed to birth a child. That's true. Women probably do have a lot more muscle strength down there. I don't think there's women shooting babies seven meters across the room, though. Not yet. (laughs) I mean, maybe this woman might be able to do that when she has a baby. I don't know. Or if she has a baby. I think if she has a baby, she might lose the ability to shoot dildos seven meters across the room, though. I can just work those muscles up again and it'll be (laughs) fine. (laughs) Just to do them a lot. (laughs) Just remember the time I went to the Hong Kong Sevens, there was a dildo being thrown around the southern stand. Dildos everywhere. Especially when it broke apart midair. That was pretty hilarious. (laughs) And the whole crowd just chanting, where the fuck is the dildo? Oh, God. It would reemerge, disappear again, chant would start up again. Then the police confiscated it from us. No dildos at the football. No dildos at the football. <laughs> but yeah, that was the whole story. I just thought it was very funny. <laughs> what was the headline? Um, the headline? The headline was... Exotic dancers flying dildo injures best man at Brisbane Bucks party. <laughs> That's why I'm like, I can't read that out. Why That's didn't the entire story. Why didn't they interview her? Hmm? Why didn't they interview her? I mean, I have to look. Why would you come forward about this? Oh, fucking hilarious. Yeah, but like, that's it's the story you tell at like parties. It's not one you go to a newspaper for. I guess so. That is a bit <laughs> weird, isn't it? This is kind of weird. Maybe one of the guests was a reporter. Maybe. Or like, maybe one of his mates dubbed him in, thought it'd be funny. <laughs> or, or maybe he had to explain his injuries when he had it looked at. No, like, how did that happen? Well, and then see. he's like, well, I've got a story for you. <laughs> well, if you've got a story for us or you'd like to dob any dumb things your mates have done in, <laughs> you can give us an email at fmedeadpodcast at gmail.com. That's fmedeadpodcast at gmail.com. Of course, you can always follow us on Twitter at fuckmedeadpod. Uh, it's really the best place to get up to date with us on when new episodes are released, which is pretty much 5 a.m. every Wednesday morning Australian Eastern Standard Time, from what I understand, or 6 a.m., yeah. somewhere along those lines. It's always there when I wake up, so that's fine. Anything we like to share otherwise, links to our stories get posted throughout the week as well. Mm-hmm. And if you want to contact us on Twitter or retweet anything at us there as well, we'll see it. Yeah. And of course, you can find all this information and more on our website, which is fuckmedeadpodcast.com. Just a list of all the ways you can listen to the podcast if you're looking to change apps or maybe you want to recommend it to people and they're like, oh, I don't use that app or I don't have that on my phone. Well, we're on everything pretty much. You can even listen through the website. And you can listen no on the excuses. Website. Exactly. There's no excuses not to be listening to the podcast <laughs> right now. Do it. I believe that's everything there I had to say. You can also subscribe if you've got the time and leave us a review should the platform you listen to us on allow you to do reviews. And even if it doesn't, maybe just take a minute out of your day to go and leave a review on Apple. If you feel so inclined. But not Pear. No, definitely not Pear. Don't, don't leave us a review on Pear. <laughs> Fuck Pears. 
Apple Gang. So does that mean we're done? We're done for this week? I think we're done. The sun has set in the time since we've begun talking. And I can't believe it's Friday evening. As the weekend Friday. draws to a close, so does our podcast for this week. I have to go back to work tomorrow. I have to go back to work on the 3rd of August. Yeah, okay, don't rub it in. That's why you're going to be <laughs> editing until then. <laughs> oh. All right, guys, thanks so much for uh, listening again this week, and we'll be back at the same time next week. For episode 28. 28th episode you know what that means what does that mean we've already done 27 other episodes <laughs> okay well we'll talk to you then bye bye